You're listening to The Science of Superpowers with Tonya Dawn Reclar. Listen here, read the book, and dive into the experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Science of Superpowers. I'm so delighted that you're here with us. I love every time you connect in here or in our Facebook group or on Wisdom app. You know, that's my, my new jam right now. I'm figuring out all the ins and outs and then and they're teaching me which is so beautiful thank you all in that community because everyone pops in with helpful tips um and and so we're enjoying the space over there and and here of course um where we get to connect in with really amazing people and today's conversation is absolutely no exception i am very excited to have this conversation i saw the material come across my desk and i was like oh yes we're talking about this and and so so i'm really delighted to bring uh, Michelle Goodlow to the show who has her book, I Own My Magic, Self-Talk for Black Women, Affirmations for Self-Care and Empowerment. And the conversation and the richness in it around sort of the expectations and the roles and what are the additional pressures that are put on um, women in particular and Black women specifically, and, and how can we maybe start dialoguing about that so, so we realize that there are creative ways to resolve that um, and, and, and to, and to ima- reimagine it, right? That it's not, it's not necessarily a, um, like, what, where can we find the beautiful, powerful gift in it, too, a move that we can move into while acknowledging, like, this is a real experience. And, and so I love that I love when folks are willing to have the conversation and step into that space. And so that's why I'm very excited about today's conversation all around the magic of creativity. So please join me in welcoming to the show, Michelle Goodlow. Welcome so much. I'm really excited about this chat. Yes. Hi, Tonya. Thank you so much for having me here. Oh, we are so delighted to have you here. And we'll start in with the first conversation or the first question, which is what are your superpowers? And how are you using them for good? Yeah, man, this is an awesome question to start. (laughs) I would say my superpower, at least one of them, is being an empath. I Mm. learned I was an empath maybe in my early adulthood. I didn't know I was an empath all that time. But especially when I started my educational space in social work, I learned, oh, wow, I am feeling so much. I really recognize the energy of others and how it impacts me. But also my empathic self feels like a superpower because Mm -hmm. I really feel like I have strengths in understanding where folks are coming from and how they are feeling. And that definitely led me to not only being a social worker, but a therapist and really somebody who helps hold space for other people. Uh, I am a brand new mom. I'm a, I like to say I'm a five-month-old mom. Um, oh, congrats. Thank you so much. And I, I definitely see how this superpower has lent itself to my relationship with my son and other relationships with others. So I would definitely say being an em- empath is my superpower. Oh, my goodness. You, we could probably talk for days. So they, that's... Uh, that that was uh, our daughter Neva's birth was was one of the uh, big awakening kind of processes for me. Uh, with uh, you know back in the day, she's twelve now, and so mm-hmm. uh, she ran Superpower Kids and and talked about 
you know, kind of what, what those abilities look like because we teach them. Um, and so it was super, anyway, it, I, I'm like grinning. I'm from ear to ear. So thank mm-hmm. you for sharing that and congratulations. Um, with, regarding the, um, the impact that it, it's fascinating that the, um, like, I love that that's the way that you approach it because from the conversation and like, I can see how it ties together into I'm totally dancing around this question. That's kind of fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't happen very often. I think I got off thinking about our kids and, and everything mm-hmm. else. It's kind of rare for me to lose that thread. So so I will center in and ask the question. I love that you're focusing on a space where you really knew that you could be of service. And, um, and so can we talk a little bit about what that journey was like for you to, to take it from you know, like you mentioned, the empathy with with, with social work, mm-hmm. and then and then being a new mom, and then how did that extend into really stepping into using that for for people that you know you can help? Because mm-hmm. I think that's a lot as a journey a lot of us go through, and, and I think your story um, could be helpful to others. Yeah, it, it, when I first really learned about helping was through my mom. Um, my mom is the epitome of a helper and a caregiver and a caretaker. She would take me along with her through her volunteer journeys. Um, where I was raised was Indianapolis, Indiana, and I was her shadow um, going with her everywhere um, to, again, help volunteer. And I, I felt so much joy doing it. I mean, the community of it. Um, I loved being my mom's shadow in that sense. And I learned a lot about how to help people. And when I was an undergraduate in college, you know, there's so much that can happen during that particular journey. And I definitely talk about that and I own my magic. Um, But I wasn't sure what I was going to do professionally. And I was like a lot of folks, um, just went down the road of quote unquote business, uh, Mm -hmm. because that's what's seen as, you know, quote unquote successful. Okay. And um, I learned very quickly that, okay, maybe this isn't my heart's desire to just go down mm-hmm. like a business administrative route. But I had the pleasure and I, I will say the privilege of exploring different classes. And a class that I explored had to do a lot with domestic violence. Mm-hmm. My professor was also in school to get her master's in social work. And through this very small class, I think it was like five of us in this class, learning about the ins and outs of intimate partner violence and domestic violence, I found myself really drawn to it. I was very passionate about it. I I like to say to this day, it is a social justice and public health issue. I still struggle to understand. Um, And that makes sense. Mm. But I learned through this professor she said, you know, you can do this professionally. You can help folks experiencing not only <laughs> this issue. And, and again, no one in my life, um, in my personal life, was a social worker or was a professional helper in that sense. So this opened a whole new world to me. And I, I applied for grad schools immediately um, and attended grad school in Chicago at the Loyola University of Chicago uh, in their Master's of Social Work program. And the rest is truly history. Because not only did I have my personal um, connection to helping others met, but then the professional training and education 
and opportunities. And I, I, I say this very fully and not humbly, I thrived in my educational program for social work. <laughs> it, it was a joy for me. It was wonderful. And to be around so many like-minded folks who loved helping mm. others. I mean, man, that, that was the very solid foundation that led me to where I am today when it comes to helping oh, others and finding that light. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, I'm I am still grinning ear to ear. And when we come back from the break, I'm gonna I'm gonna explain why I'm delighted with the synchronicities. But before we go to break, let's tell people where they can go to find out more about you. Absolutely. Folks are welcome to visit my website. It's the it's G Michelle with two L's. I'm also on social media on Instagram, Pinterest, and Twitter at the G Michelle. And again, that's with two L's. Perfect. And we'll have links on the episode page, folks, so to make it easy for you. Thank you so much for listening. And remember to go to superpowerexperts.com and uh, click on that events tab. If you are interested in joining us for the community vibe call, all are welcome. Um, we are delighted to have you there. We love to pour into those who pour into others. This is our gift to the world. I mean, and, and especially when our guests and our hosts show up, it's quite phenomenal. You never know who's sitting next to you in our community Zoom room. So go to superpowerexperts.com to register for the next call. And we will be right back after this break to talk more about the magic of creativity. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. If you're ready to transform yourself and transform the world through podcasting, we invite you to join us. We co-create a non-competitive, collaborative environment designed to support you as you step into your greatness. Go now to superpowerexperts.com and click on the Programs tab to get started today. Awesome. We're back. Thank you so much for joining us again. We're talking all about the magic of creativity today with Michelle Goodlow. And before the break, Michelle, you were sharing your, your story about undergrad. And I'm grinning because I had such a similar story. Uh, you know, I was kind of and undeclared and, and, and so I was taking psych classes and I finally declared psychology because there were scholarships and stuff that I was interested in and I needed to have a declared major and most of my classes were psychology classes so it just made sense and my uh, my roommate came home with a book and uh, and I picked it up and was reading it it was The Nature of Prejudice, Gordon Alport and I'm like why do you have this book and she said well it's for a class that I'm taking I was like what kind of class teaches this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she, so it was an intercultural communication class. And so I went with her to it and loved every second. I was like, what? Like, this is a thing. I can learn this stuff. And so ended up with that as wow. the major. And just like you, I mean, thrive. Like it was, it just lit me up. It was, it was challenging, right? I wrote two master level theses on how to be white ally or how to teach issues of race to white students. And that, that was a walk, you know, it, it was a thing. Um, and you know, nothing compared to the walks though, that I learned about and it, it just opened my world to, I, I, I contend like sort of how you, how you were saying it, that it laid the foundation for everything that I'm doing now, because that was the very first time I had to turn around and look my world in the face and make a choice. Right. And say, okay. So, cause there was a lot of stuff that I just didn't know. I didn't know. And, um, and I do think it's very similar to the walk with the creator, with the divine, you know, to aligning your will. It's being willing to turn around and look at, at a world that was so real to you, not, not but a phase ago, and say, but wait, there's more, you know, and there's more. 
And, um, and so, so I, I love the synchronicities and, um, and how it built this foundation for you to be able to do this work right now, which is, you know, in my words is really shining a light on, on, um, the fact that it is okay for us to talk about, like, maybe we don't want to feel that kind of pressure. <laughs> maybe mm-hmm. we don't want to hold all those standards. Like, did we ever want to, um, you know, it's like, sometimes you just kind of got to shake yourself and go, wait, hold up. Like, like who says I want to do this? And and maybe you have been, but maybe now you don't have to, you know? And so, and so talk to me about what lights you up about working with black women in this conversation to embrace the magic that they are and the, and the, and the roles and the magic that we all are and recognizing like they get to create that, right. That, that, um, you know, that, that this, despite those pressures, that there's a way to find that lighted thread in there. Talk to me about that. Yeah. What lights me up so much about working and supporting Black women is I like to break it down in kind of parts because of so many different historical and generationally traumatic things that have happened to Black women I really want to hold space to recognize all of those injustices in in as many ways as I can. Um, So many of us have this trauma through our families, through our experiences, through other Black women that's impacting us in ways sometimes that we don't even identify. And we're living in a world that wasn't created for us. And so what does it look like to take care of yourself when you are part of any group that finds themselves underrepresented or part of the margins? So part of I Own My Magic and just the work that I like to do with Black women is name a lot of those injustices and those narratives that that have contributed to us not recognizing we deserve to take care of ourselves. That's the first part of the work I like to do is really lay that foundation. And then the second part is, okay, now what does self-care and magical ownership, if you will, what does that look like for us? Because I started doing this work from the lens of, man, self-care really could be helpful to every single person, every single person on every spectrum from every identity. (laughs) My definition for self-care is doing what you need to do to show up as your favorite version of yourself. Mm -hmm. But when we kind of scale that down to practice self-care, a self-care practice is identifying and addressing your needs on a regular and routine basis. So when I started doing this work of helping so many folks practice self-care. I started just writing to myself about, well, what does self-care A look look like, look like for me? And then what does it look like for Black women in particular? And, and that's kind of where I started the work of I own my magic in small bits of, well, we first need to identify the things getting in the way of Black women practicing self-care and then actually address what does that look like? What are the needs that need to be addressed? And again, that's a lot of good stuff. And I try and break it down in pieces throughout this book. Mm, beautiful. What a gift. And and so what's, 
and, and just, I honor the fact that you, that you're standing in that space. Like it's obviously a very powerful space for you. It's, it's your gap. And that's, that's kind of the whole mission here at superpower experts is reminding people like we all have our gaps. And if we all stand in them solidly and, and then learn to work together, now we're going to get somewhere. Right. And, and, and assisting each other in that, and I know so much of the conversation in, in the ally space is, you know, how do you how do you support in a way um, that that is helpful, right? And and mm-hmm. we have many many situations where where help is offered and it's it's not helpful, you know. It's it's and and so so tell us, tell the allies, like if if you could wave a magic wand, which apparently you you can, right? In your in your mm-hmm. magic space. Um, what does support look like? How do we support that mission? That, there are so many answers to that question. And, and I want to start with the answer to that question with a term I learned in my work of racial injustice and undoing racism. And it's the term called aspiring ally. I really wish I remembered who originated the term. I did not. So I will make sure not to take credit for that term. (laughs) But I I love this term to describe allyship. And I will specifically talk about a Black woman's experience because that's the one I know the best. Mm -hmm. An aspiring ally wakes up and earns their right to even call themselves an ally. And as a 24-hour period goes by and they are working actively to undo racism that may have happened before they started, so they can't take credit for racism uh, occurring, but they may be benefiting from it. Um, They may be using privileges that Black women can't use. You know, we can go down that list. A 24-hour period goes by, they lay their head down to go to sleep, and when they wake up again, they must earn the right to do so all over again. I love this term. I love it. (laughs) Because sometimes folks who, again, benefit from injustices or from oppression, sometimes get too comfortable in the word ally, and they throw that word around, and, you know, there's still some inactivity with that. Sometimes there's some performership with that. And so when you identify as an aspiring ally, you are committing to actively working towards undoing racism every 24-hour period. You know, um, and I I would say starting there is just understanding what that means, because for any person who's benefiting from uh, oppressive behavior or injustices, we have to constantly check our privilege and and I say that because I'm thinking about my own privileges. Mm-hmm. Be, you know, and we can name all of those two. I, the one that's sitting the closest to my heart is just able bodiedness. So. Mm-hmm. I must constantly be working towards understanding how this world was created for able-bodied people, right? So that's another lens that I can look from. But that's just something I think is a great foundation to start. And one thing I've shared with, with the folks in my life who I love, who are white folks and who are aspiring allies, is I appreciate how they are consistently looking out for spaces for me. And instead of asking me to educate them, they are educating themselves with resources that already exist. They are not adding to my plate in terms of emotional labor, but instead trying their best on their own to create spaces that feel safe and are safe for Black women like me. 
And I like to say for anybody who's listening, who's going, well, I like that term too, Michelle. (laughs) I would like to be an aspiring ally as well. But Google is our friend. That's where I would start is go ahead and start Googling. Because again, the resources are available to really set a foundation of, of aspiring allyship. So try your best to do as much research as you can on your own and mm-hmm. think about, okay, I am I benefiting from this because of my whiteness, my whiteness that I did not earn, but I'm still receiving benefits from? Okay, how can I make sure to create a space where someone who does not have my whiteness as a privilege, they can also be supported here? It's about being creative in that way. That really can help if every single white person could do that. That's the kind of world Mm -hmm. I want to live in. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes, indeed. Oh my goodness. That brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. That was so well held. Thank you for that. And it, and, and the, you know, I I love the resources reference, right? I I know here um, the, the YWCA here is actually currently running the stand against racism challenge. So that's a great resource. Mm -hmm. Like there are so YWCA is everywhere. You can always tap into those resources if you're interested. Um, and, and, and there is a, um, there is an element of this, uh, you know, maybe, maybe we could just say that, you know, allies should be a verb, right? It's like the action mm-hmm. of it, the activity of it. And, and it's, it, there, there's not going to be a one, two, three book. And, and on so many reasons that for, for that are that, not everybody gets a one, two, three book. And if you've been used to getting a one, two, three book, maybe it's okay for you not to have one right now for you to have to kind of figure it out for yourself. Um, it's a walk and every one of us, we, we don't, we're never, none of us are going to escape it. Um, and those, you know, I learned a lot of times in the, in the kind of woo woo spiritual transformational spaces that we work in, there's, you know, the sexy, attractive stuff, right? We love that stuff. We want to, we want to talk about the multiverse and talk about superpowers. And we want to talk about what's out there and who we are and all of that, all of that good stuff or what planet we're from or, or whatever conversations come up and that's fun. And it's, and it's expansive and we get to have all of that. And the rooted work is, is 100% equally as important. In fact, you can only truly integrate and embody the experiences of the expansion. If you're also willing to dig deep and like it or not, these are all of our roots and we have to look at them and we share them. And in case you're not paying attention, I'm pretty sure we're very clear right now that it's either all of us or none of us at this point, Mm -hmm. like if the pandemic didn't teach us anything else, Mm -hmm. we were going to have to figure this out. And so it's uncomfortable. That's okay. Get over it. Uh, resources. I had Janet mm-hmm. Helms on the show a long time ago, Dr. Janet Helms. She was a big influencer in my research and she has the best book. It's called a race is a night, a race, a race is a nice thing to have. And it's a guide to being white or understanding the white people in your life. And it, it was the coolest resource I discovered in my studies. And it, and it was so practical in, in terms of how to just even frame up the conversation in your mind. Um, but I will tell you, no matter how uncomfortable the conversation makes people, nobody gets to escape it. Not now, not mm-hmm. this time. And so you might as well just roll up your sleeves and get to work and and, mm-hmm. and be willing to be a little uncomfortable for a bit. And that's that's a small taste of, of what people choose. I mean, I love you were very kind in your description of aspiring ally. I was waiting for that. 
because other people don't have a choice but to all day yeah. long have to deal with this issue. Like I, I thought you handled right. that was a lot of grace. I don't know. Thank that you. I would have had as much grace in your position, but yeah. um, but but it's but that is the work, and it's not um, it's not a it's not it, if we hold it just about um, you know, right and wrong and punishment. It, it doesn't get us where we want to go. We have to be willing to recognize that there is a cost to privilege mm-hmm. and privilege by definition means that somebody else is going without. It, it, we, it can't, you can't have one without the other. And so when we can all recognize that and, and ask what is the cost to me for exercising privilege without considering it? What is the mm-hmm. cost to me? then you can start to see where our interests are incredibly aligned and we would do best if we could harmonize them and move forward together. Um, And so, you know, we'll hold that prayer. We'll hold that space with you from our side of things and from, from being able to, to um, introduce that as well and just not shying away from those conversations. And so I thank you for that. I, I, I don't think there's much more important work we could be doing right now than saying, Hey, we have to show how you have you can we can have conversations in uncomfortable situations mm-hmm. or un, about uncomfortable topics and not be uncomfortable and create those spaces. Um, you say a lot of the same verbiage that we do, and so it's very much in mm-hmm. resonance um, with the work. And, and again, folks, it, it's we talk about these topics. It's they're they are completely tied into like you can't do the spiritual journey, growth, development. Like you can't really move into oneness unless you're able to recognize that oneness component in everyone and, and in these conversations. And so, um, so Michelle, I love the work that you're doing and I appreciate that and keep us in mind. Our, our, our network is available to uplift those doing amazing things. And so, um, so allow us to support that. that that's certainly an, an easy, easy give on our part because we love these conversations and share it with those who um, who are looking for inspiration and um, and folks? We ask you to bring us bring us the conversations that you want to hear. Right, people can go to bookme.superpowerexperts.com and get in front of our hosts and um, and so bring us the folks these conversations that you want to hear more of, of how to navigate them. Right, how to how to have those hard conversations. Um, Michelle, last pointers that you'd love to add about this the magical concept and the power that we all wield. Yeah. It's, I'm taking in a lot of this because, and I'm, and I'm doing some reflection even here in our conversation. I've had some really powerful experiences with other Black women who have had to have these tough conversations, who have done their own inner work to be able to talk to white folks about how to end racial injustice. And I talk about this in I Own My Magic, specifically in the chapter about celebrating who you are. I talk about how sometimes for some black women, it's hard to be our full selves because we fear being judged or we fear um, being criticized or we just have a fear of our safety for being our true authentic selves. And safety is a big word that I think can encompass a lot of things. You know, there's the physical unsafety of being a black person in this particular day and time. And then there's other microaggressions that impact our emotional safety from folks wanting to touch our hair to folks wanting to teach us about, wanting to learn about our culture, um, 
without, you know, the permission of Black folks. I mean, we again, there's so many things to name. What's coming up for me is just, I appreciate the Black women before me who have made it safe enough for me to mm. not only have this conversation and to write this book, but to live and feel like I can be my authentic self. That is a mm. very special, mm-hmm. very special feeling of safety. I'm getting goosebumps just kind mm-hmm. of sitting in that. Um, and something I want to share in terms of this creative space we're holding together is I just hope I can also contribute the way Black women have contributed before me. and. Mm make this path, this life path, that much safer for the girls behind me or the girls who haven't been born yet, who are beautiful Black women. I, I just hope I can contribute to that journey and make it easier for the next Black girl. That's what's mm. sitting right on the top of my heart right now. Mm. Beautiful. And we, and we can feel it. Thank you for sharing that. Um, what a gift. What a gift. And, and you are an amazing light. And I so appreciate the work that you're doing in the world. And folks, go check out Michelle's stuff. Uh, get her book, I Own My Magic, self- Self-Talk for Black Women, Affirmations for Self-Care and Empowerment. And consider the conversation that we've had today. Hold it in your heart. Um, and recognize that even though it might feel uncomfortable on, on all sides, like these aren't comfortable conversations for any of us. And, and, and not initially, but they get easier. They get easier. And, and everyone you survive, if the next one gets easier and, and you learn that you can come from love, even when things don't make sense to you and you might have questions and, and, and that goes a long way. Um, and, and just, just be willing to be open and soften those hearts and, um, and, and you can learn and, and prayer is a fabulous tool. Go to, in your prayer meditation or contemplation practices bring this into those and say, what is this opening up for me? Because there is incredible opportunity on the other side of us. It is actually the most selfish thing you could do for yourself because of what happens on the other side of that transformation. Um, and so that which we fear the most usually holds the keys to that, which, which our hearts long for the most. So, so take that, take that into your spaces and, um, and, and, Go check out Michelle's work and certainly support her work. That's an easy, easy way to, to be mm-hmm. an aspiring ally and, um, and share it, share it. We all have, have access and we all have people who uh, are looking for really quality information. And so that's an easy way to do it. And Michelle, um, thank you again. Uh, uh, well, please share the website. <laughs> I lost my yeah. train of thought. I'm caught up in the, in this yummy space we have yeah. here. So I'm right there I have with to you. Attend to practical matters. Practical matters, darn it. Okay, where can people go to find out more about you? Yes, folks are welcome to explore my website. I like to say for free 99. There's no cost there to visit it. <laughs> I have all kinds of self-care goodies there. And it's G Michelle with two L's dot com. I'm also on social media where you're welcome to follow me at the G Michelle with two L's on Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. Brilliant. Well, very cool. Go there and, and definitely go to superpowerexperts.com folks and, and sign up for the community vibe call each month where we can pour into you so you can pour more into others. We love you all. Love each other. Goodbye for now. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. 
Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.